dim the lights because it's time for another edition of the Box Office Preview Podcast, an on-screen blog podcast network production. I am your host, Greg Earhart, contributor to OnStage Blog and OnScreen. And joining me today, my co-host. You don't need to be his clone to predict how he's going to review a Ryan Johnson movie. It's <laughs> on-screen chief critic Ken Jones. Ken, welcome. Five stars, five stars, five stars. <laughs> right. How do you know this? How do you know what I'm going to do? Because you always do it, Ken. That's why. Um, we have a very busy show planned today uh, with uh, two two new movies coming out, Gemini Man and Adam's Family. But first, let's discuss uh, the box office performance from last week. Uh, it was, Ken, it was a record-setting performance by none other than Joker. It it. Came in at ninety six point two million, which is mm. a record for R rated movies in October. Um, it's sort of like a pretty narrow record say, set, yeah, so. <laughs> but but it may, it makes headlines, you know, doing that. So, hey, so look, this is the best movie released on a Thursday on a, <laughs> this month in this right. hour this day, <laughs> right? <laughs> So, uh, but, you know, pretty impressive performance, all things considered. Uh, it was certainly helped by all the hype um, that a lot of the news media gave it um, through just what kind of movie it represented to some of the possible security concerns. But 96.2 is an excellent number. Ken, uh, you won the weekend. Uh, you were within, uh, I believe, 2 million, 2 million of that total. You, you went at 94. I came in a little bit yeah. I came in a little bit lower, eighty nine, and uh, do I have regrets? Um, no, I'm pretty confident by that number. I, uh, I, I, even though I was wrong, or at least lower than yours, I, um, I thought my reasoning was good. I just, I think I slightly underestimated uh, how much the news coverage it got would help it. I think in the box office, it's to nudge it over ninety and ninety five million. So, good job by you, Mister Jones. Thank you. Uh, in a week. Um, you saw the movie. What were your thoughts? Yeah, so um, I really... Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly where I uh, yeah, texted you when I got out of the movie theater. Was, that's right. Ooh, ooh boy. Boy, yeah. It's, uh, there's a lot going on. Um, uh, but I gotta say, it's a, it's a bit of a mixed bag. It's... Um, <sighs> yeah, I'm still working through it. Really? I, okay. I honestly, like... I don't think the controversy surrounding it it doesn't live up to the controversy surrounding it. Okay. Um it's it's got elements of all, like obviously like Scorsese from like Taxi Driver to uh Kings of Com- King of Comedy. Um there's also a little bit of Fight Club in there, like Project Mayhem like era or Pete that part of of Fight Club. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I, I just I don't feel like it's going to. Is it, is it a Joaquin Phoenix movie first and like a Joker movie second, or how does like? Uh, I think it kind of goes back and forth. Um, the I will say I really liked the last probably twenty to twenty five minutes of it. Okay, uh, especially Joaquin Phoenix's uh, performance from there from there to the end. Uh-huh. Um, he, he like really kind of like locks in as 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 Joker yeah uh, during that time but okay. before that it's kind of i don't know i wasn't really feeling it um hmm. i i feel like it's not going to have the kind of resonance 
long term that uh, that it thinks it's going to have, or, or certain people think it will have. Um, I don't think it's. <laughs> I don't know why it won the award at Cannes that it did, or, or right. what kind oh, of film okay. not deserved. Huh. Yeah, I, I I don't feel it's not a masterpiece. Uh, it's not it's not this like uber genius level like movie that uh, that everyone's that some people were praising it as. Yeah, uh, it is. It is. It is. Um, maybe fair to say it's it's a movie that you've probably rarely ever seen before. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's uh, I'm not sure it's a movie I'd like to revisit. Yeah. Yeah. What uh was it, it? It was a long. It's a long movie, right? It's like two. Uh, it's barely plus. over two hours. Oh, that's it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I heard some feedback that it, you did not feel that length. I know it's only a two-hour movie, but it you, it left you wanting more. Like it was like it could have easily been there another hour or so. Just kind of. Uh, I, I just... don't know if I'd want another hour of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's some elements of it that that I thought were intriguing and interesting. It's just. Uh, mm. Yeah, I, I don't need to live in that world like right, that right. long. Okay, and, right. and there is there's some definite like uh, you know the incel Joker um, kind of <laughs> like some of that discussion I think has some merit. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's definitely. How, I don't know. How was their old friend Bobby De Niro in the, in the movie? I he, he's he's good. <laughs> it's 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 a much lower supporting role than yeah. than you're probably led to believe based on the trailers. Right. Right. Like he really is just a, a TV, um, like persona, uh, in the movie until like the very end. Okay. All right. Well, very good. So I, I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to see this Friday. So, uh, may have my review, uh, next on next week's show, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a big opening and, you know, it, it's at minimum, this should do uh, 200 million, which is, you know, again, for an R rated, movie that really looks to sort of be an actor showcase a very quirky showcase that's uh it's an impressive number so uh, i will say i do need to say i think it came out at the perfect time of the year mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because i think if it was released in the summer or um you know closer to december it would it would probably still have this big weekend mm-hmm. but i don't think it would have the legs at the box office yeah i, I think i think mm-hmm. uh like I, I think I had said to you earlier today, like I thought it would have a big drop off in its second week. Yeah. But I don't think that's necessarily going to be the case. Thinking about uh, what's coming out next weekend. Um, yeah. If, if there was, if there were a bigger profile movie coming out, I would, I would expect something along the lines of like a sixty percent drop. Yeah. Uh, in its second weekend, and and maybe like, you know, continuing yeah. beyond. And I think you know there hasn't. I think thankfully there hasn't been any security concerns, no incidents happened, so that might help, you know, box office in the next couple of weeks as well. Um, I think the way the question I had for you, and we should have really talked about this more last week, is so I think we both agree not only is Joaquin Phoenix not an opener, I'm, we're, there's probably not many openers at all, but is it an is <laughs> Is Joaquin, when Joaquin Phoenix appears in a movie, is an event because he's doing it. And that's due to the fact that he doesn't do all that many movies, especially like mainstream movies, and an actor of his caliber. And just the fact that when he chooses a role, it's usually a pretty, you know, meaty role, or he really going to give it his all. Um, you agree with that, right? 
I'm Where sorry. What, what was the question? So the question is: is is Joaquin Phoenix is is is, is he is an opener? Joaquin Phoenix in not an opener is 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 he in the class of actors where when he does a movie, it's an event. Like you really got I mean, to stand up and take notice. For me, he is, but yeah. I, I, probably not for the majority of people that go to see movies. Well, but. I mean, it didn't do ninety million on its own. Right. But <laughs> you know, I well, think, I, I mean, that's also the character. I mean, last year he had. Uh, you were never really here. Uh, he won't get far on. Don't worry, he won't get far on foot. And the I, sisters, th- brothers, and those yeah, those exactly, are very yeah, those are very lim- those were pretty limited releases and very right. Nifty, but I mean, like you would nifty. think that. I, I'm just saying, like if you had someone who's, you know, people pay attention to what he's doing, then um, they would probably do better box office in those movies. I don't even know. If he wasn't. Even if he wasn't, uh, you know, making ninety six million on them. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think people really took notice when he took the role of like, oh, like real, like, and I think it was sort of odd, at like, because again, he doesn't take that, you know, he's pretty selective. I think it's fair to say um, what he does, um, and you know, I think when people thought about it, it was a good, it was, you knew he could be a potential. Yeah, it's it's it's. I think it's it's him lending legitimacy to the the uh, the project. Yeah. Um, I thought I thought of three other actors who I would call event actors, where it's just like you know when they take something, it's like oh, like wow, we gotta check this out. So Leo DiCaprio is one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel Day Lewis is retired, but uh, you know, but but he only recently retired, so I'm still calling him. You know, yeah, an actor, actor. Mm. Oh yeah, I. I I think he, I think he definitely qualifies just because a is so selective. You know, well, yeah, B, but I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I just can't, I can't picture him in the role. I'm not talking about doing the Joker. I'm just okay. talking about just. Generally. Oh, okay, I get you. Generally speaking, you yeah, know, DiCaprio couldn't do Joker. <laughs> couldn't do Joker either. I'm just talking about like event, like you know, when they take a net, when they take a role. And then the third one I had was Sandra Bullock. I, I, th- I think <laughs> she qualifies. Um, again, like she's really popular. She's pretty selective and um and she takes on interesting roles for the most part um so th- those are my three i couldn't think of, i didn't think anybody else qualified but it might be uh, missing some if i if i'm missing someone you can email us on stage bop at gmail.com we'll read the most interesting answers that's on stage bop at gmail.com all right let's get to gemini man we really want to get into this, right? <laughs> yeah, let's get into it. <laughs> there's actually uh, there's actually some interesting storylines uh, for this movie. So, Gemini Man coming out this week stars Will Smith. Uh, stars two Will Smiths actually. Uh, directed Sorry, by Ang Lee. Will Smith and Will Smith. Right. Will Smith plays a, a hitman, an assassin, one of the world's best, and uh, some shadowy company or agency basically clones him and uh, his younger self. And they send his younger clone out to basically take him out. And uh, so it looks like some high wire action scenes and lots of good face off scenes between older Will Smith and younger Will Smith. And uh, they're using the the de-aging technology, you know, so it's not obviously an actor playing Will Smith. It's actually, I mean, mean, it probably is a stunt double of some sorts, but they're putting Will Smith's younger face on this guy. And uh, therein lies the movie. So, a um, couple questions for you, basically, on this, Ken. Let's start with Will Smith. Um, mm. So, he's entering a different kind of uh, phase of his career right now. He I'd was... say he's already in the phase <laughs> right. a couple years ago. Yeah, probably since 2013, I think would be would be safe to say. And, uh, you know, he was one of the biggest box office stars I think we've ever had. 
Um, he's in a different era now. What, what have you been your thoughts on his film career? Let's like, say since like 2013. I can read his IMDb uh, if yeah, you want. Let me, let me take a quick look at that. Please do. Yeah. yeah so basically it starts with Men in Black 3. Uh, then we get like, you know, After Earth. Um, mm. He has his small role, I think, in Winter's Tale. Then Focus with Margot Robbie. Um, Concussion. Uh, where he says, tell the truth in tell a weird accent, like a lot throughout the movie. Yeah. So Concussion uh, basically ended like that first half of the phase. And then he enters a bit more commercial properties with Suicide Squad, uh, where he played Deadshot, then Collateral Beauty. He did um, one of the weirder movies in recent memory of Bright on Netflix, mm-hmm. um, the, that, that cop slash orc show. <clears throat> Uh, and then, of course, in 2018, he was Aladdin. Uh, he was Genie in the movie Aladdin. And then now he's doing Gemini Man, and now he's going Spies Like Me. Spies uh, in Disguise. Spies, I keep saying that. <laughs> spies in Disguise. In Are December. you literally looking at the IMDb page? <laughs> so, you, I, so to be I clear... Right. You read Spies in the Skies as Spies Like Me. I didn't read it. It wasn't. I had to scroll up, and I was just like, oh, I know this movie. And then uh, and he's got Bad Boys for Life coming bad out. Bad Boys and... for Life. So, all right. So I read you as IMDb. What do you think? Wait, there's what a Bad Boys 4 in pre-production? I guess. Yeah. What? Bright 2 also, yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm in, by the way, I'm in for Bright 2. Just, just, just letting you know. Okay. I didn't see the first one. <laughs> Uh, it's a glorious train wreck, but <laughs> but go ahead. What's your what's your take on Will Smith and his? And uh, his... I mean, what kind of take do you expect? It's it's not great, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> was there anything in there you liked? Was was there anything? Uh, in... Anything that I liked? Did you like him in Concussion, Doctor Ben? I didn't see Concussion. <laughs> tell the uh, truth. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. If I'm telling the truth, I didn't see Concussion. Um, <laughs> I I enjoy. I thought Men in Black Three was better than Men in Black Two, yeah. but that's not necessarily saying much. Um, yeah, I uh, Winter's Tale. So did not uh, see that. Focus Focus is okay, but it's it's not uh, it's not it's not like super great. Uh, yeah. So I think. Suicide Squad was interesting because he got some acclaim for it. Like, it was some return to some form for him, people seem to think. I mean, I, I kind of agreed. He was fun in it, and I thought he was effective. Uh, I'll uh, just say this about Suicide Squad. He's not the worst thing about it. No, definitely, 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 definitely not. <laughs> that's no. that's about as, as far as I can go. <laughs> <laughs> right. But so, it seems like, and again, like, Bright, like, when he, in Bright, he was... Again, he was sort of like 60% back to his old form. His old form was just, I mean, what he did in the 90s was absolutely fantastic. One of the most enjoyable action stars we've had. Um, but, you know, he seems to just be pretty content to kind of coast, you know, on his pre- on his uh, former talents. So um, it, I was going to say it's interesting. I was going to say it's interesting to see what he does in Gemini Man, but it's probably not going to be interesting because I don't know if... <laughs> Again, I don't see anything particularly um, interesting in this movie besides just more de-aging technology at work Mm. um, and old Will versus young Will. I kind of want the the in-the-middle Will, (laughs) you know, as we'll get to in See, Don't See. Um, But uh, let's – let me table the next question for a little bit later. Let's get to Ang Lee. Um, 
Oh, actually, uh, before we get to Angley, I do have one question. Um, is there is there any genre, any type of movie you want to see Will Smith do at this point? Is there anything that would get you excited to kind of see him see him do? Uh, I mean, <laughs> I kind of enjoy Bad Boys. Yeah, but I mean, at this point, it kind of feels like they're 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 past the point of like the sell by date, right? <laughs> oh, those. No. But yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I, uh, I mean, Martin Lawrence it, really like yeah, he's I know, been... <laughs> right? Like he he he's definitely like we're gonna talk about de aging uh, CGI. Like <laughs> that would be a guy that would uh, should sign up for that, um, right? Right? Because that movie uh, is just gonna feel old when you see Martin yeah, Lawrence again. Yeah, yeah. it's like seeing uh, Pauly Shore, you know, do do another movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, weirdly enough. Um, Maybe like a rom com again. That's not uh, Collateral Beauty. Oh. Although I don't think Collateral Beauty was a rom com. It was a it was a romantic drama. Yeah, right. I H- mean, Will Smith is good in Hitch. Hitch was yes. Hitch I was, was just, I was just gonna say I, I I really enjoyed Hitch. Yeah, yeah, that was like, above average. That, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he hasn't really done anything like that since that I can see. No, he hasn't. No, no. He really took like four years off. That's crazy. I'm yeah, looking at from like 2008 yeah. to 2012. Right. Yeah, that's why Men in Black 3 was sort of notable because he was yeah. like coming back, especially the sci-fi genre. Yeah. Uh, yeah, right. no, like do a rom-com. Right. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's get to Ang Lee. Uh, so Ang Lee has also had a bit of a run um, lately. Not, I wouldn't say it was a great run. Um, his last... This is his first movie since Billy Lynn's long halftime walk, which made kind of ways for doing the high, um, the high frame, high frame rate. Yeah, high frame rate. Yep. Uh, but kind of, you know, there was some Oscar buzz with it, but it just really kind of came and went. Um, it had a very mad reception um, and just really didn't have any impact whatsoever. Before that, um, he had Life of Pi, which was an interesting movie. Um, I believe remember- he won a that won a couple of awards. It did, yes. That was a technical achievement. Did yeah, he get best director for that? Yeah. Uh, ooh. Uh, Let me look here. It won four Oscars. Yeah, he won best director for for Life of Pi. Wow. Yep. Who else? I had to, to look at that. I mean, I, I saw Life of Pi in the theater, so I have. I can. I didn't. <laughs> After seeing it at home, I wish I had. Because uh, visually, that was that was yes, a spectacular movie. It was. Let's see. He yeah. beat out. Uh, I'm just going to read these real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Beat out uh, Ben Zeitlin for Beasts of the Southern Wild, uh, Michael Haneke for Amor, David O. Russell for Silver Lines Playbook, and Steven Spielberg for Lincoln. Honestly, like I think David O. Russell should have won that one. Uh, uh, also, uh, I can't. I can't be mad. Uh, you know what? I can't be mad about. Angry yeah, winning. that was that yeah. was the Argo year. Because Spielberg, like I, again, I think Lincoln yeah, should have won yeah. Best Picture, but that wasn't a really a really? Spielberg director. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Well, we're getting a little bit off the beaten path here. But, uh, <laughs> it's yeah, I would close. not have gone Lincoln that year. It's very close to an Ed and Argo, I think, for you know who should have won. But I would also gone not nominated that year. Uh, Quentin Tarantino for Django Unchained. Uh, oh, yeah. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, yeah. And Ben Affleck was not ar- nominated for yeah, for Argo. As that's, direct- 
That's crazy. That's I remember that because that was the whole controversy. Like it won Best Picture, but he wasn't even nominated for right. and the director category. Out of those you... five, I think it's close between Affleck and Angley, but it's like Affleck's definitely. I mean, it's top two if he's if he's nominated. It's a toss up. Mm-hmm. You know? uh, let's get back. Let's get back on. Let's get back yeah. on the rails. So, um, so he's most notable for I would say two movies: uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, where he really mm-hmm. got on the map, and then uh, and Incredible Hulk. <laughs> oh no, I'm sorry. <laughs> and then Brokeback Mountain in 2005. Right. <laughs> so a little bit of a little bit of checkered, uh, not checkered from a scandal career, but just you know some hits and some kind of came and went. Um, we talked about before with Hulk. I just wrong director for the source material right. uh, at that time just the marvel movies just weren't what we know it to be at this point um is ang lee overrated is he overrated Ooh. in your opinion uh no well what, what do you think he how do you think he's rated i think he's i think he's still rated as one of the best directors you know uh that we have i mean he's two pictures away from <laughs> best best director i mean that's also seven years ago yeah. Yeah. that's true but i mean he's also you know sent like a couple other titles to toss out here uh sense and sensibility uh the ice storm yeah. Yeah. uh lust caution broke back mountain halt yeah uh I, i'd say he's properly rated i i don't i don't i don't consider him one of like the highest echelon directors but he's he's like in that like second or third tier below like if he's if he's doing the right project like that's uh that's like worth seeing like he I, I, like his wheelhouse is definitely in like the drama uh and, and like that that area uh when he when he branches out kind of like into things like gemini man or hulk like he, he kind of feels like very much out of his element right which made him, which made this project being directed by Ang Lee kind of curious, because it's like, what's his angle here? You know, because I think Billy Lynn's yeah, like, long what's half-time, the draw? right? Like you could see why he did Billy Lynn's long halftime walk. You could see Life of Pi, like almost everything else. You could say, oh, okay, I could kind of see even like Hulk. Like given, I mean, it was curious at the time, but like where the direction he took with it, like okay, that sort of makes sense, but. Um, you know, with this, it's again, it's just him directing Will Smith and sort of what looks to be a pretty typical action, you know, movie, more or less. It's very curious um, with him. And so far, we should mention the Rotten Tomato score is, I think, 38% uh, right now. And we'll get to uh, what the reviews say later on in the podcast, but uh, an auspicious start, uh, so to speak. Uh, let's see. I think other storylines coming out is. Um, this is a movie as we discussed. It's a it's a it's a movie where we have a man versus his clone, um, which there's actually a pretty um, pretty rich history of this. Um, I'm just gonna read you a couple movies, and you tell me if any of these uh, you particularly liked or particularly hated. So, sure, we had Star Trek Nemesis. Um, mm. That was Picard faced his younger uh, younger clone, as played by uh, Tom Hardy. Uh, we had uh, Terminator Genesis, where we got some delightful uh. scenes. <laughs> I've been waiting for you, you know, with delightful scenes of Arnold versus his younger. Uh. Uh. <laughs> um, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna bring up um, Muppets Most Wanted. It doesn't, it's not technically a clone, <laughs> but Kurt, but but Kermit and Constantine are twins, and that just 
my daughter's been watching this a lot. It is just a whole is a hilarious movie. Yeah. Period. Never mind Muppets movie. Um, I did not see this, but apparently Bill and Ted's bogus bogus journey is like they you know are versus their clones or something like their younger clones. Something but, like that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just mentioning it. I'm delighted to bring up Replicant as an example of this, where um, Jean-Claude Van Damme's um, character is cloned because he plays like this evil, like supervillain, and they clone him to try and stop him. And it is an absolutely delightful uh, JCVD movie. Okay. Uh, uh, you, you've seen this multiple times, right? Clearly. <laughs> yes. And then uh, Superman 3, um, a, a movie <laughs> I, I, I'll admit I've never seen. Whoa! Uh, I, no, I know. I've seen one, two, and four. I've never seen. Wow. I've never seen three. Yeah, that's the Richard Pryor one. Right. Correct. Yeah. That one actually kind of traumatized me when I saw it as a kid. Um, yeah, I was just <laughs> uh, something about the 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 machines in that movie. I'll just leave it at that. Right. Right. Yeah. So I don't want to. I don't want to spoil anything. No. You. No. No. Definitely not. <laughs> so. Uh, anything jump out at you from that list? Or any other movies? No. You want to add? no. <laughs> I mean, some movies to add, maybe. Um, uh, Moon is a movie about clones. Right, right. Um, spoiler alert. But, is um, it, but does he face off against his clone? I can't. I'm trying to. No, not really. Yeah. Okay. Um, what about the. I, I just. I literally just Googled clone movies. Um, yeah, so we gotta be careful of that because there, there's yeah. lots, there's lots of clone movies. I'm trying to remember. There's... Does does Arnold face off against himself in the Sixth Day? I have not seen that movie. I don't know. Uh, I think there is a little bit of something there, <laughs> where he's like he, he gets uh, like replaced by his clone and like his his like family, and so he's like spying on himself. Hmm, uh, okay. I can't, I, it's been a long time since I saw that. Yeah, uh, well, not, not yeah, so great movie. Well, you have like multiplicity too, where you know Michael Keaton clones himself like a bunch right. of times to get housework done or something yep. done like that. Um, so yeah, not a whole it, lot. So right, so this genre generally lower grade kind of movies. I mean, except for Replicant and uh, Muppets Most Wanted, you know, for the most part. Stop but it. <laughs> but it brings to mind something interesting because I think. It could be interesting genre, and let's take Gemini Man for a second. I think when people see it's Will Smith, like you get two of them instead of one. I think people just roll their eyes because again, Will Smith's way past his prime, and I think I I, I just don't think he has many diehard fans left, if any. And I think mo- mo- many more people are tired and sick of him than those that want to see him. So, like, it's bad enough getting one of him, now you're getting two of him, you know, going back and forth. It just seems a little bit too gimmicky and eye-rolly. Um, mm. I, I think it could work, though, with the right actor. I want to give you a couple of ideas here for where a clone movie could work, because I think, I think you have to pick an actor where his younger self is very opposite of what his older self was. Like Will Smith. Mm-hmm. Very similar actor in his younger days versus what he is now, for the most part, and, and physically too, like physically as well, yeah. yeah, right. Whereas so, Martin Lawrence, <laughs> <laughs> well, he's probably like a hundred pounds heavier. If that's I what it's, yes, <laughs> you really see it in like in the in the jawline. Oh, really? Is that true? I just get I, I haven't seen he, him. Uh, yeah, just, really I saw the trailer for for uh, for Bad Boys for Life, and he definitely. Um, 
it looks like his his chin is and his it looks like his his chin and his neck have have merged into one one thing how quickly do you think he signed on for bad boys for life once his agent oh I mean, <laughs> it's like before he can even finish the pitch he's like yes yes he, he, they said bad he's like yes <laughs> So let me give you a few examples. And um, so one we've already mentioned before, Leo DiCaprio. And and he would be interesting because, again, he was very pretty boyish in his early days, had a very different haircut, played very different roles. Um, if he faced off against his more mature self, you know, when, and, uh, and they really imitated how they acted in their current self versus his, his younger self, I think that would be an interesting one. Um, how about Al Pacino? Pacino, yes. Only <laughs> if you could get him to act like a young Al Pacino well, <laughs> as opposed to uh, post-scent of a woman Al Pacino. Like, wouldn't that be fascinating if you took, right, if you took, like, you know, Michael Corleone, Scarface kind of versus scent of a woman Pacino? Like, again, I, if you put, like, a 19-year-old in front of the two of them, you wouldn't even think they were the same actor, you know? It'd be, yeah. It'd be, I think it would really work. Like That would actually be, like, I think, potentially compelling uh, a movie. Third one I had was Tom Hanks. Um, they look pretty similar, I would say, between younger and older, but obviously, you know, younger Tom Hanks was much more comedic. He was kind of much more out there. Um, yeah. Older Tom Hanks is obviously much more reserved and, you know, plays the Jimmy Stewart type, type of role. Um, anyone else? Uh, that you have? Uh, nobody really comes to mind. I wish I had had more time to think about this. Um, actually, it's funny. You mentioned multiplicity. Uh, Michael Keaton as a younger and older actor mm. would be kind of interesting. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. he, he's, he's very different now as to what he was then. He's, he's obviously not as big of a uh, right. you know movie star um, now, but right. Right. He's also had some, somewhat of a comeback in the last couple of years too. Yeah. Yep. I agree. He'd be. Uh, he would be another good one. Keanu uh, Reeves, maybe. Oh, jeez. Although uh, he, he basically looks exactly the same. Right. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> right. Tom Cruise, like he looks like if you did young Cruise and old Cruise, it would just be like twins, you know. So yeah. it would be. <laughs> it would be any difference there. Uh, okay, let's get to see. You don't see. Sure. Okay. Uh, for those of us joining us for the first time, see don't see is our way to quantify your interest in the movies versus uh, just saying if we're interested or not interested. I will read several categories uh, that pertain to actors in the movie, actresses in the movie, director, producers, plot elements, trailer elements, and we will rate how interested we are in seeing the movie based on that category and that category alone from a scale of negative three to positive three. Ken, are you ready? Yes. Okay, let's start I, with old Will Smith. All you know about the movie <laughs> is, meaning present-day Will Smith. All you present know day is, present-day Will Smith, present day Will Smith uh, all you know is he's starring in the movie. See, or... uh, yeah, I'm... Uh, <laughs> this is actually kind of sad to say. I'm probably, like, a negative one yeah. on, on yeah. Will Smith at this point. Yeah, I, I'm not quite there, but I'm definitely a zero. I'm definitely a big, fat big zero on, on I'm trying him. to think like how many of these movies have I actually seen of his he's like I saw Aladdin and I saw Suicide Squad and I saw Focus yep. in the movie theater but before that like yeah it's been a while yeah, you'd yeah have to it was back. Men in Black 3 and then before that it was 
Bad Boys Two, Men in Black Two, maybe. Right, right. I, I, yeah, I, do, I usually do not uh, take time to go to the movie theater to see Will Smith. No, anymore. But you will, I will take time to see him on Netflix movies now. After, after <laughs> right. So, uh, next, Young Will Smith. All you know is a Young Will Smith is uh, starring in a current present day movie uh, in a uh, supporting role. Let's just say. Um. Hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna. Well, you know what? If 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 old Will Smith is a negative one, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna make uh, young Will Smith a positive one. Okay. Uh, and <laughs> I enjoy most of his movies from the '90s, although uh, shame on him for uh, Wild Wild West, right? <laughs> and the the big giant spider at the end of that movie, right? right. Made famous by uh, Kevin Smith's um, story about that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think he's too young for this. I think his sweet spot was sort of like in between present day Smith and young Will Smith as represented in Gemini Man. So I think I'm another zero. Zero for me on that. Uh, Ang Lee. All you know is Ang Lee is directing the movie. See or don't see. Yeah, that's probably a zero for me. He doesn't mm. uh, doesn't move the needle. Uh, like I said, like I've, I've enjoyed some of his movies, but other movies I just not interested yeah, I think after I think in 2012, I was like at least a one, maybe even a two. Now I'm a zero as time has passed by. Yes, yeah, it's got to be the right project. Uh, Clive Owen, all you know is Clive Owen is in the movie well, in a supporting role. See or don't see? I'm a big Clive Owen fan. Um, uh, although his movies more recently, I, I have not uh, I not have been as great as like last decade. Right. So, yeah, he needs a return. He needs see. Yeah, he needs like a return with a vengeance. I think because he was a fun actor. You he know, really was. There, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, in, like he had a great run, like from two thousand four to like two thousand eight or nine. Yeah, yeah. Um, just really nailed it. I that. don't think he ever recovered from doing that show. The Nick was on like Showtime or something, and that wasn't a bad movie uh, t- TV series. No, but. No, no, it wasn't. No, but it he was, was showing weird, signs of slipping. It was such a weird role, and like I like Clive Owen, but I don't want to see. I just don't want to see a show about 18th century doctors or whatever that was. 19th century, I mean, 19th century, or whatever, or early early 20th century. I'm not sure which. <laughs> right. Whatever. No, but I mean, even, be, even before that, like he, you know, Duplicity, The International, um, Trust, Killer Elite, Intruders, Shadow Dancer. Like I don't know any of these for the most part. Like I just yeah yeah his agent he's got to fire his agent he de- he does because I mean he was doing I, l- listen to this closer Sin City derailed Inside Man Children of Men and shoot him up mm-hmm. that's a pretty good run that's a great run <laughs> and he's never come close to that since so un- unfortunately I'm gonna I'm gonna say one yeah I'm a one as well uh, next want to be a two. Uh, let's see. Let's go to Benedict Wong. All you know is Benedict Wong is in the movie. See or don't see? Uh, 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 a zero. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I have enjoyed him in in more recent movies. Yeah, you know, The Martian, Doctor Strange, the you know Avengers movies. Right. So. Uh, I think it's a little overrated. Um, I use a zero for me as well. Uh, next, all you know is uh, David Benioff is a writer, is a is a uh, credited writer on the movie. See, Ooh, let's see. I forgot about this. Yeah, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> as great as Game of Thrones was, 
uh, and HBO has the slogan of "It's not TV, it's H- it's HBO." <laughs> right. Uh, I still need to see someone writing TV prove it in a movie before mm. I'm like I'm I'm you know interested in what they're doing. So I'm gonna put that at a zero. Okay, uh, I am a minus uh, one based off of the last couple seasons of uh, Game of Thrones. Mm. But and what if he was in- checked out on Game of Thrones because he was so focused <laughs> on, on, on making Gemini Man? Um, <laughs> no, no, I'm still punishing him for how the last couple seasons turned out. Okay, last category. All you know is it's a movie about a man versus his younger self, as we've discussed uh, before. We listed several mm. examples. It is actually a fruitful uh, genre. and uh, Yeah, I, like you said, it. I still feel like it hasn't been done right. Uh, but it, it is, you know, it is a little compelling. So yeah. I'll, I'll say a one. Yeah, I'm a one or a two. Um, probably, yeah, I'm a two. Let's put myself as a two for now. Let's see what happens. All right. So let's tally up the scores. Uh, no, no threes. We I think uh, well, there's only one two amongst any of the categories for the both of us. That's only because of replicant. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, that would have been a one. <laughs> Just admit it. Any any chance to relive replicant again is uh, is a plus in my book. So we both have a two out of seven categories. So me, very me, very faint interest. Let uh, me ask you. Bonus question. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Would would John Claude Van Damme be at the right age for making a older Ooh. version, younger version of himself movie? Yeah, so that's the interesting, right? Because Replicant, they're relatively similar age, I believe. Um, but yeah, they did like a de-aged. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I think so he is the a, weeds on, yeah. <laughs> on Replicant. Right, like, um, oh, it's no, you gotta watch it. It's great. No, it's there's it, it, so there's, there's don't tell extra, me what I have to do. <laughs> there's some really good fish out of water jokes in it because the clones like has to learn like all of, like yeah. how toilets work and like how dishwashers. Oh no, it's it's fantastic. Um, the yeah, no, JCVD is in the right. I, I would yeah, no, he that's a very that's a that's a great great call. Great job by you, Ken. Great job. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, I didn't have any bonus questions for it. I was I was gonna do the whole like Leo DiCaprio Al Pacino thing, but that really deserved its own uh, you know uh, segment before getting to bonus questions. So yeah, I don't have any bonus questions for this. So I think we spent enough time on Gemini Man. Um, it's probably gonna bomb <laughs> as we uh, as we covered in the Fantasy Box Office Preview podcast. Um, we should mention that I actually I actually even though we both predicted it's gonna be a bomb, I picked this movie up. In the yeah. fantasy, in the fantasy league, only yeah. to drop it about two days later. Yeah, I saw. Uh, I had. I, I wanted to ask you what was your, sure. what was your, what was your thought process in picking it up? So it's pretty simple. Um, th- there were earlier reviews that came out, and their reviews were like, "This is amazing, high frame rate, the technology's you know mind blowing. It's you know it's fun action. This is not an official reviews. This is like you know tweets that come out from screenings and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've learned." We both have learned never to trust those. Um, you oh, know, because, I have. Well, I, I did. Well, I, I guess I didn't learn. You're right. Um, but I, I didn't. I just forgot it. And I was debating between that and Uncut Gems. And I don't think the Uncut Gems trailer came out yet. Um, but uh, I was just like, uh, and Harriet, 
I was looking at Harriet too, but those reviews were, were pretty tepid, you know, so I was like, all right, that's not going to do anything. So I was like, eh, you know what? I'm probably getting 30, 40 million from it because all the projections are still, still, as we'll get to, in the 70 to 80 million dollar range. Mm-hmm. So that has, they haven't come down still. So I was like, eh, you know, all right, it's going to do better than Arctic Dogs, which is projected to pretty much bomb um, at the box office. So that's why, that's why I picked it up and okay. I immediately regretted it. So it was, so it was <laughs> I, I'm looking at his Wikipedia page right now and I'm uh, doing research in real time, apparently. Okay. <laughs> so this movie has been in development hell for 20 years. 20? It's been, 20 years? It, it was originally, it was originally conceived in 1997 uh, and has been through development hell for nearly 20 years. Several directors, including Tony Scott, Curtis Hansen, and Joe Carnahan, were all attached at some point, and numerous actors. Do you want to know who they are? Oh, let, okay. oh yes. yeah, actually, this is really good. So I want to ask you if, if you'd take... Let's play... Well, this is uh, like in fantasy uh, <laughs> uh, football, uh, playing a name game. Okay. So we have Will Smith okay. in this movie. Yeah. Uh, tell me if you'd rather have... Uh, Will Smith. Now you got to tell me or, the year. Too. Now it doesn't. I guess it doesn't say the year that they were. It doesn't. Okay, but all, right, uh, all of these actors at some point were attached to star in this movie. Okay. So so would you rather have Will Smith or Harrison Ford? <sighs> Harrison Ford. Will Smith or Mel Gibson? Mel Gibson, most definitely. Um, Will Smith or Clint Eastwood? <laughs> Clint Eastwood, but only 2019 Clint Eastwood. And it has to be like 87 year old versus like 20. Versus like 67 like, year old. Or well, that too. <laughs> both, forgive, like, like 80s Clint Eastwood versus right, 2010s Clint right, Eastwood. Right, right, right. That it has to be that. It has to be. <laughs> oh, that would be a phenomenal movie. Oh my gosh. Like they both need right. help getting around. And, you know. <laughs> All right. Uh, Sh- yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, I'm taking Will Smith over Arnold. Okay. Sylvester Stallone. <sighs> That's rough. Um, it would have to be like mid 80s Sylvester Stallone. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'm taking Will Smith. Like Cobra? Sylvester yeah. Stallone? Yeah. 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 Right. Copland Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last one. Okay. Uh, Sean Connery. Oh. Um, again, probably 2019 Sean Connery for sure. Um, <laughs> Who hasn't acted in a decade? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, let me think about like. That like, would have to be like 1997 Sean yeah, Connery. Yeah, yeah. I'm like he would to... have to have been like the first actor attached to that movie. Right. <laughs> Uh, late '90s Sean Connery versus younger, son. or maybe it was after like uh, that movie he did with uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yeah, Entrapment. Yeah, right. <laughs> Sean Connery. That's a weird. That is a weird one. Connery. Um. Mm, I, I I just gotta go with Smith because I just, okay. I'm just having I'm having trouble picturing. Connery. So out of all of those, Harrison Ford, Mel Gibson, Clint Eastwood, Schwarzenegger, Stallone, and Connery, how would you rank them? Ooh. Um, again, this, uh, it, Harrison Ford would have to be like mid '90s Ford, like Air Force One ish, like mid '90s Ford. Uh, okay. Probably him one, Gibson two. Uh, 
<laughs> Clint Eastwood. Uh, I mean, Clint Eastwood is like super one on, the, on this list, but uh, <laughs> I think that's it. That's who I picked over Will Smith, right? Uh, yeah, probably. Yes. And Will Smith's like probably in the middle. Arnold would be last. He wouldn't know what to do with that movie. Um, Sylvester Stallone, second to last. Again, that's, I don't think that's the right. That's not the right movie for him. I don't mm-hmm. think. Um, yeah, I think that's and Sean Connery. I don't. Yeah, put him right below Will Smith. I would say. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he's. I'm going, I can't, I can't yeah. disrespect him by putting him below Arnold and Sylvester Stallone and stuff. I, I'm going Clint Eastwood number one, <laughs> just because I think that would be super fascinating. I don't. I don't think it would be a movie like anything Eastwood's ever done. Right. In no. his in his entire career. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That would, so that, that's like very that'd fascinating. Be, that would be a weird movie. Yeah. It would. Uh, so I'm going Eastwood one. Mel Gibson two, Harrison Ford three, uh, Will Smith, Sean Connery, Sylvester, or you know, what? I think Stallone would do better in the role than Schwarzenegger. Weirdly he enough, he would. Yeah, I agree. And then, and then Schwarzenegger last. Yeah, I, our, that would that would be a so bad. It's maybe good, <laughs> you know, yeah. Arnold movie, but at best, I want to see this movie with Clint Eastwood <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah, let's start crowdfunding. He's still he's still doing movies, so it's uh, there's still time. Maybe uh, I could do a sequel or something with him. Hmm. All right, uh, let's let's move on to Adam's family. And uh, so, uh, animated movie coming out this week. Uh, it's following a couple weeks of uh, Abominable um, that came out, and. Again, we, we got a couple emails about, oh, why we give animated movies short shrift and box office preview. Why, you know, you should spend more time. And first, I'll just say, no, it's not true. We, we did an entire episode, hour plus episode on Toy Story 4 um, over over the summer. Um, but just movies like Abominable and I think Adam's Family, it's, it's pretty straightforward. It's a movie made for families and kids and there's no big, deeper meaning uh, to them usually. It's just sort of, you yeah. know. Light, lightheaded um, weekend affair, and you know, either you're in it or you're not. So, but we're still gonna we're still gonna break this down. Um, so, before we get into, I only really one big storyline. Uh, any thoughts on Adam's Family, the franchise? Did you see the the live action movie? You know, that came out. Yeah, I mean, well, you're talking about the ones from the '90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember seeing those. Um, <laughs> I remember buying the the soundtrack that had the uh, MC Hammer <laughs> song on it. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, I was so ignorent about music back then <laughs> as a you know ten or eleven year old kid. Right. Uh, well, yeah, and no, I, I enjoyed those movies for what they were. The and, IP is really popular, and yeah. it was a, it was a huge hit show back back in the day. The movie was a hit. Um, yeah. Adam's family did 113 million in uh, 1991 dollars, which today was two, would, would have been 244 million. I mean, wow. that's that's a smash. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> and it spawned a sequel. No surprise. When you're doing that numbers, you're getting a sequel, and the sequel was pretty much a dud. It did yeah. 48 million in 1993 dollars. Which still would have amounted to in 2019 dollars 100. It still broke 100 million in 2019 dollars. So, you know, it's it's it, it was a successful franchise, uh, mini franchise, I should say. It's two movies, but it, there's a Broadway musical about the Adams family. So it's a very vibrant IP. 
Um, I think, I think it was smart. I think I think this is a logical IP to take animated uh, fair. I think you could do more with it, and I think it's, I think it is ultimately a family friendly IP, and I think you can do things um, with a family friendly message. Um, do you think there's any other existing IP that should go into animated fair more? Or what's what, what's your thoughts on this transition? Oh, I wish you had sent me this question in advance. Um, oh, what if I did? Huh? <laughs> no, I'm just. Did joking. you? Oh. No, I no, I didn't. No. <laughs> I don't well, have anything off the top of my head. No, um, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, you can answer what what your thoughts are on uh, this transition from live action to animated. Oh, I think it's a I think it's a great move. I yeah. I, I think it's um it kind of is is obviously there's been a longer time in between when they've been made the 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 live action ones were made and and this coming out, but it kind of reminds me of um. Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse coming out, you know, after a couple of live-action Spider-Man movies. Yes. Like that. Uh, so yeah, I would, I'm, glad I would brought, I'm glad you brought that up. I would uh, love to see other, other like, you know, like maybe like a Batman animated movie, like, yeah, something I, like that. I agree. I spy, this into the Spider-Verse really did break ground, I think, because I think studios are just really afraid to even bother with it. And, um, so and we'll see how Adam's family does. Oh, again, Adam's family is not in the same level as Spider-Man. No. But to your point, Batman, like I think they could definitely try some Batman animated movies and other certainly other, you know, Marvel's doing what if um, for the Disney Plus channel. That's more of a show than a movie. Right. But you can certainly see you could see a couple of feature like movies, uh, even if it's just on Disney Plus. Um, so it, uh, just it looks like they're making a animated scooby-doo movie for 2020 yes, that's correct yeah so i mean that's that makes sense i would think oh that they should they should never made a live action scooby no 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 no. Never, they never should have never made sense that was always should have been i mean yeah. even even like garfield like that that makes more sense as an animated movie than right than than what they did like the whole yeah. I'm, I'm glad I, I hope this this is this signals like maybe we're moving away from making live action versions of everything even though Disney is making live action versions of all their IP, I, uh, right. I, I hope we see a trend start to go in the other direction from other studios and and where they're, you know, sticking to um, something that works for these for these properties. Right. Well, and I think again, the old rule back in the day was well, you got to have a human being to sell it, and you get these big stars, you know, to act opposite Garfield or whatever it was. And there's just no real stars like that anymore that can just, you know, sell a movie by itself. So you might as well just go the animator route, especially because they're safe investments. <laughs> you know, it's their, as we've discussed in Fancy Box Office Pod, they're guaranteed at minimum $80 million, you know, and usually 130 to 140 if they're any good, uh, which you just can't say about live action you know, movies. There have been live mm. action movies that, you know, bomb at $20 million, you know, for uh, wide release. I so, mean, the other the other thing I would say too is like live action, like where we've gotten to the point with CGI and special effects, you can pretty much do everything, yeah, that you want, uh, right. and there's there's almost no limit to what you can put on screen. But with animation, like there's there's literally no limit to right. imagination and and what you can what you can show, uh, and I, I really feel like you know like that's a great uh, especially with how how good the the animation quality is today like you can make stuff look amazing mm-hmm. and, and 
there's literally no limit to, oh, yeah. to what you can what you can create. And bringing back to Adam's family, you know, it's I mean, it's a very quirky family, and there's lots and there's lots of things going on. And spooky, even right, and it's not particularly realistic. So you might as well if you try and make it realistic, it just looks weird and dumb, and you might as well just kind of go the animated route. Although there is something funny about uh, you know. Um, <laughs> Wednesday going to uh, <laughs> kids camp on like a lake. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. Uh, let's get, we're running long. So let's get to uh, see, don't see here. Uh, I only have three categories for see, don't see. Uh, first one is the Adams family. All you know about the movie is it's about the Adams family. Mm, I really enjoyed them when I was a kid. Yeah, I was going to say, you're being a two or three on this. I thought. Yeah. They, they don't really, <laughs> move the needle for me now so i'm gonna say a zero. Zero. okay yeah i am a minus two or three i think let's go minus two i'll be a little nice to it uh yeah they just never did it for me um i see i saw a couple of the old shows and uh, probably 20 minutes of the movie just never really pulled me in at all uh mm. so i just i don't really get it to be honest but <laughs> um Next, uh, all you know about the movie is it's a Halloween animated movie. All you know is it's like an mm. animated movie with a lot of Halloween themes. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably like a negative two on the. Oh. Yeah, it's I don't know. Usually, See, a... animated Halloween is kind of <laughs> I don't know. Just doesn't. Uh, yeah. A- anything Halloween, I'm going to score high on. So right. give, us, give us a three. Yeah. I'm very yeah. There's not enough. There's not enough animated Halloween movies out there. So, um, give me a three. Give me a three. Last one. Uh, movies where the theme is to embrace your uniqueness or embrace your weirdness. Uh, basically, embrace who you are, which there's been several movies. Plenty of those. Right, plenty of those. Most notably, I think, Ugly Dolls uh, back in May. Uh, but really embrace that theme as well. Uh, see you don't see. Uh, zero. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm a minus uh, minus one minus one. I think we should we should we should be happy to conform to society. Is, is my <laughs> take. But, uh... <laughs> All right, Ken. All right, me... China. <laughs> oh, I might have a special comment on that during this podcast. But um, Ken, you're a minus two out of three categories. I am a zero out of three categories. My scores are minus two, positive three, and minus one. So that was I'm really running the game. All there. over the map. <laughs> okay, let's get two predictions. Uh, all right, let's do Gemini Man first. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's do Rotten Tomato review of Gemini Man. As we said, it stands right now. We hit the refresh button. Get the very latest and greatest. We are at 37% ne- uh, positive, over 46 reviews. Uh, there's... A couple funny ones I wanted to read uh, from Peter Bradshaw, The Guardian. The digital novelty is striking for the first 10 minutes, silly for the next 10 minutes, and then by the end of the movie, you're pining for the analog values of script and direction. Two out of five stars. Uh, I get a uh, review here from Matt Singer. Uh, He says, um, Gemini Man is about... This is a positive review. He says... Gemini Man is about coming to grips with your mortality, confronting a doppelganger of yourself, doing wacky things with 3D frame rate, and Will Smith kicking someone in the face with a motorcycle. <laughs> Obviously, I liked it. Uh, Carla Renata from the Curvy Film Critic says, Black Terminator meets Mission Impossible. Will <laughs> Smith coupled with human cloning in 3D at 120 frames per second. 
electric action sequences make Gemini Man fascinating. Fascinating. Uh, let's see. Jason Garasio from Business Business Insider. All of Will Smith's abilities to be the superstar are tested by a horrific script. Some of the dialogue is so bad you can't help but laugh out loud. And puzzling direction by Ang Lee. For some reason, he fell in love with the tight shot on this movie. That's the thing. It's just like, if like, can you have like just laugh out loud bad dialogue from this acclaimed director? You know, like Ang Lee. Like, it's just what was he doing? Or maybe it's just well, I mean, he directors wasn't... don't write the script. No, but they do have input on it, and they do review it, and Fair. you know, they allow the actors to improvise if you know the lines are just really bad and stuff. So. Um, all right, let's uh, let's make some predictions here. Uh, Gemini Man, somewhere in the twenty to twenty-five range. Boxoffice.com has this at twenty-two point eight million. Um, I would say the tracking in this has been pretty consistent over the last couple of months. It came out. They, this hasn't really budged. And they you know keep thinking it's going to land between seventy and eighty million dollars. Um, so let's start with Ken. What is your prediction? Gemini Man, I'm going to say, comes in at $23.5 million. Okay. $23.5. I'm going a little bit lower. Um, I really, especially with Rotten Tomatoes this bad, I don't, I, I, I wasn't sure as much interest to begin with. Uh, I think there's going to be even less interest now that it's a bad movie. I'm going $21, $21 million. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam's family. Uh, so there's no Rotten Tomato out on this yet. I think Rotten Tomato predictions are a little tame at this point because again, it's a very narrow range of outcomes of what could be. Um, you know, because the anime movies they're pretty rarely below sixty percent, um, and you know they can get as high as you know ninety five percent, as we've seen for some of the Pixar fare. Uh, Ken, do you want to hazard a guess based on the trailers and the pedigree and? Yeah, oh, for Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah, for Rotten Tomato. I am going to say, having no frame of reference, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm going to say 78%. 78%, okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm also going lower, uh, 73%. Uh, interestingly enough, the directors of this also directed Sausage Party. So, oh, really? Yeah, they, yes, yes, really. <laughs> oh, boy. Now, Sausage Party was pretty well regarded by the critics. Yeah. I think, yeah, but but very very <laughs> difficult to see here. Um, so curious. I, I think this will be well liked. What is this movie rated? <laughs> uh, good question. That should be. I mean, they're targeting all the kids' channels or commercials, so it better be like PG. PG okay, PG. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say. Yeah, <laughs> I assumed it was PG, but then you threw out Sausage Party. So oh right. <laughs> yeah. Started wondering. This movie should be about seventy percent if it's not good because I think it's it's got a good message, a good critic friendly message to sort of embrace your weirdness, break your uniqueness, and you know, uh, you know, no need to conform. Everyone's special in their own rights. Uh, so yeah, seventy three percent for me. Uh, the fact that reviews aren't out yet make me a little nervous. That's why I'm going lower than seventy eight and uh, not into the eighties. But we'll shall see. Box office, uh, boxoffice dot com is projecting. Now, this tracking has gone up uh, recently. The initial tracking was in the 17 to $20 million range. Now, they just released tracking to put this in the 28.5 range with the range, 28.5 projection with the range 27 to 32 million. 
Um, I will go first since you went first in Gemini Man. I will go high on this. Um, I think this was undervalued um, for a while. It's again abominable. I think it's going to sort of come and go. Um, I think it's Halloween. It's one of the few Halloween movies that's coming out this month. Um, we haven't really had kid friendly, especially animated Halloween movies in a while. Uh, I think there's going to be an appetite for this. I think I think it's good IP. I am going to go. It won't work. I, I am. <laughs> I am going to go thirty-one point five dollars. Yes. Wow. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go twenty-nine. Twenty-nine. That's a little bit of a hedge on you. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, that... I was gonna go a little bit lower, but okay. Okay. <laughs> Strategic right. play on my sure. part. Sure. Uh, you should be honorable. You should go by the number that's on your. Hey, on your I've been plate. honorable so far, and it's been paying off. So. <laughs> All right, so that about, uh, that puts a wrap on it. We will be back next week. Uh, next week we have Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, as well as Zombieland 2, uh, two interesting movies that we will be previewing and breaking down and doing see, don't see. Uh, if you have questions for us that you want to see us answer on those two movies or on Gemini Man uh, or any of the movies uh, that have come out or will come out, you can send us an email at onstagebop at gmail.com. That's onstagebop at gmail.com. If you don't want your name uh, uh, read with the question or the statement, just uh, say so in the body of the email. Uh, let's see. Ken, anything to plug? What have you been working on? Uh, Joker reviews in process. I just published a Ford versus Ferrari review from a couple weeks ago that I saw that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, that's uh, pretty much it. Okay. Uh, make sure you check out uh, all the various podcasts around the Onstage Blog Podcast Network. I think we have about a dozen uh, or so now, ranging on all sorts of topics on movies to theater. Uh, no need to go anywhere else for your movie and theater content. Go to the Onstage Blog uh, Podcast Network. Find us on Twitter, Ken. Oh, Ken Jones, anyone? Yeah. Find me at Greg E three three three. We have Facebook pages as well. Go check us out there. Um, we are working on uh, special uh, content for on screen that's going to come out uh, in about a month or so in early November. We're really excited about it. There's going to be uh, we may do a little contest uh, along with it uh, that we'll plug on Facebook on our Facebook page as well as on uh, the on screen section of onstageblog.com. Uh, we'll 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 tease a little bit more of it as we get closer, uh, but really looking forward to it. All right. Um, we are very happy that uh, there were no incidents uh, with the Joker this weekend. I think uh, I think there's good security and uh, go go enjoy the movies, whether it's the Joker or Adam's Family or Gemini Man. Uh, so if you go into it, have fun. Tell us how it is on our Facebook section or on Twitter. Uh, otherwise, for Ken Jones, I am Greg Earhart. We will see you next week. Adios.